delegated. This is Kelly and Jess in the second studio. Again, for Queens of the South. Hello, welcome. You might be a smidge depressed this week. We're here to cheer you up. We're here to talk about it again, so it's not gonna be that much cheering up, but we're here to cheer you up regardless. Hi Jess, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. you know. So, um, I've missed you utterly and completely because I haven't seen you or spoken with you really since Saturday. It's been a tough one. It's been, um, I don't know how I've survived two days, Kels. I've needed you in my life. I've needed, I've needed just to say, Kelly, it's fine. Also, let's talk about Braggazan <laughs> and what he should have done better. Um, but yeah, so obviously we are in the second studio. Uh, we're recording our episode of Queens of the South. Um, we may or may not be having some special footage come out with this episode. Stay tuned. Stay locked on our social feeds to see what's coming up. But we're just going to head right into it, guys, because there's a big old elephant in this room. A big, massive, wet, is it Jay Riddle? Elephant. It's not Jay Riddle. <laughs> Jay Riddle is in the room, but it's we're not specifically referring to Jay Riddle when we're talking about the elephant in the room. Although it was his birthday. Happy birthday, Jay. He's giving he us a thumbs up. Yeah, he got a thumbs up. He's gonna say that he's a big deal now because he got a shout out by Julian Gressel. But that was that was pretty awesome. I mean, I was I was just sitting here thinking, hey, I said a happy birthday tweet on the socials. Yeah, and everybody'd be proud of us. He'd be like, like oh, Justin so Taylor said hi. Right? And it was getting around, and then all of a sudden, I look on my feed, and there's Julian Gressel wishing Jay Riddle a happy birthday. Yeah. And I'm like, well, shit. We there can't goes compete. My tweet. We can't really compete. Like, we're wonderful we women. Be- but yeah. we're not Julian Gressel. No, and we might be influencers, but we're not that big <laughs> of an influencer in Atlanta society. But anyway, uh, let's head into this match. Yes. What large elephant in the room? <laughs> Columbus. The game that started and should have stopped immediately. Um, obviously, it was very rainy. It was very wet. Uh, I watched the game at Reraz, which is a local... Um, pub affiliate of Atlanta United. Uh, I was there for somebody's birthday. Um, there were drinks aplenty. There were, uh, the resurgence, uh, the resurgence, uh, supporter group was there because that's one of their local hangouts. So it was rowdy. Um, and then it got, it got a lot, of, there were a lot of things said. All at was once. it proud? I don't think it was that it proud. It was rowdy and semi-proud for <laughs> about a minute and a half. And then some things started being said and some some words started flying. Where did you watch the match? I watched it from a slightly less glamorous, my uh, basement in Noonan, Georgia. Oh! <laughs> I, w- I was moving out or moving stuff back and yeah. forth, so kind of took it low-key. We were doing a watch party the next day in Brookhaven, so I didn't really fancy the commute. And honestly, when the rain delay hit, I was like, you know what? I made a good decision. Because yeah. that commute's not fun after a loss, after it you know, being delayed 30, 40 minutes, finished pretty late, so. I'll tell you, I was happier to watch in the basement. I can keep my comments to myself. Mm-hmm. I cannot really have to interact with people and show my anger. I cannot be the voice of goalkeepers everywhere, oh, which, okay. which I might be today, and yeah. that's okay. But, <laughs> um, you know, I was glad to watch it and sort of process it in my head. And you know, I wish I would have gotten that because I did not process it in my head at all. Um, I, I knew a few people at the birthday party, but I can tell you at the end of the birthday party, they all knew who I was. <laughs> Um, Were you the angry wine girl? I, I didn't have wine. I just I had I had my typical bar drink with which is a Moscow Mule, and I was just sitting there. And uh, I think after the first goal, I got so nervous and so anxious, I drank that really quickly. And I was like, I need to switch to beer. 
and I because I can drink that slower. Mm. You put vodka in front of me, and I'm gonna just suck that right up. But no, like I just I I don't hold in my opinions, and sometimes people get shocked by that when they're watching things with me, and I'm yelling across the room like they can hear me on the field up in Columbus with all the rain. Come on, Brad, do better, do better, Why Brad. Are you your man. What's going on, Julian? Get your head in the game. Um, but yeah, so let's let's just jump right into it. I know that we said we did, but uh, looking closer at the game, honestly, you can dissect maybe about 28 minutes of the game. Yeah, I'd say it would be fair roughly to kind of make any sort of analysis before the rain break. But after that, once the rain had come down, the, the heavens is open. So I'd say yes. it rained cats and dogs, whatever metaphor you want to use, it pissed mm-hmm. down. The, the I don't field, use that one much often, but okay. That, that might be an English one. But the field was a shit show. It was, it was. appalling. Um, I think everyone agreed, apart from maybe the Columbus crew coach, not too happy about the chances of it getting called off. But, well, I mean, Will Trap also, they had the ability to stop it at halftime. Mm-hmm. And, and Will Trap was like, wow, we're winning, so no. Which is, you know, you can't blame them. Winning right. mentality. You do want to get to that key mark. I think it was 70-something minutes where... If it hits that, the score stands regardless. But honestly, I thought he might have, the ref might have called it at that point once the right. score stood. And I wouldn't have been mad because it wasn't fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It wasn't productive. Honestly, I think playing in rain probably is more draining for the players. It's not healthy being in freezing freaking cold weather. And it's an injury risk. So I would have taken a 2-0 loss at 70 minutes and not had to watch 20 more minutes of it. But I think it should have stopped regardless. Once the rain delay had happened, once they'd seen the radar, I remember seeing... A couple of people, I think Sydney on Twitter posted mm-hmm. the radar. And at that point, I was like, how is this going to continue? But I have, I have no back to your question. Been... Yeah, I don't think there's any good in analyzing past that rain delay because at that point, it was luck. It was who was going to guess when the ball stopped? Yeah. Or where was the puddle going to be? Or who could find that four and a half percent strip down the field where the ball actually rolled without hitting a puddle? It was it was ridiculous. Yeah. And it was like watching yeah. a game of water polo. With, Honestly, yeah, it was with, not in the water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I said I said that in a tweet. It's like people got upset about the game and about the loss, and I understand that it's a loss, but th- there's nothing you can take away from that game. There, it shouldn't have continued. I think if it were on a winning run, it wouldn't have gone to people's hearts as much. But it's that concern that oh, right. it's another loss. Right. Oh, it's another game. Right. Another three points lost. But in the bigger scheme of things, if this game had happened last year, yeah, it would have sucked. We'd lost, but I think you would have taken it. You'd have been like, well, not mm-hmm. much your boys can do out there in that like. It's no fun, and they were braver than me. I don't know about you, but I, I, I like to think I'm tough. I would have played in it just to for the sliding purposes, but it would have been more fun for me than... Imagine I, the I first time you slide, though. Match, match. The first time you slide through that puddle, you're soaked to your yeah, underwear. Yeah. You're freezing. and Because the thing was, it wasn't just rain. It was freezing, it was freezing rain. Yeah. And you could tell that the minute that they, they blew that final whistle and that everybody ran off the No pitch. one needed to shake hands. It's like, nope. get to the showers. Nope. But Joseph was tough as nails, I'll tell you that. He came off and tried to walk and sit down on the bench rather than go into the showers. I thought that was pretty cool that he wanted to stay and watch, watch the, the game. That, that was a positive note in yeah. some ways if you want to look at it like that. All right, so let's take away uh, or dissect a little what we can. We're not going to go too much into it because there's really not much you can do with it. But 
from what we could see, from what we were seeing with our team, it looked a little bit like Atlanta United of the old. It, we had, uh, in total for this game, what, we had 13, sh- 13 shots on goal? Was it si- 16 was it shots, shots but only 8 on target. Something yes. like that. Something like that, yeah. Sorry, 16 shots, um, but 5 overall on target. Um, compared to Columbus's 8 shots on goal and 3 on target. And they... You know, ended up walking away with 2-0. Uh, so that's a little bit of a positive note that we're starting to see this team move forward offensively because that's something that's been lagging. It's it's we haven't seen the attackers go forward. We haven't seen the combination play. Mm-hmm. Do we think that the formation change helped with this? Yeah, I would I would like to think so. I think it's also the players getting used to playing together again. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is a pretty new. Uh, squad sometimes interchanging up there and you are right. missing Almiron so maybe they're getting you know obviously PT didn't play right which you know I don't know if we missed him too much in this game but I don't know it wasn't a game for PT either yeah you like you can't see PT out there in the rain yeah um, it, it just I don't think it would have injury. suited no so yeah. I think it worked in our favor but like you say it's tough to tell whether it was down to maybe it was hard for Columbus to defend because of the weather maybe mm-hmm. some of our shots came you know, later on in the game when there were more breaks because of that. Um, but let's try and be positive and say, yeah, like, why not? <laughs> I, I, I want to think that way. And I think there were a couple of moments that were really good. I pointed out several times what a difference Romario Williams made when he came on. Mm-hmm. I thought that was yes, really... Yes, Romario did fantastic. I think he was showing exactly what the purpose of the twos is, the Atlanta mm-hmm. United two team. Right. Like, the whole point of having, like, a reserve team in England is to, you know, get your players minutes and then move them and transition them up. And I thought Romario came in and held his own, mm-hmm. um, did well in the conditions and sort of made a positive influence and touched the ball more than Martinez did in the whole game, bless him. And, you know. It was a hard game for him to get into. Uh, when we were looking through the stats for Joseph, um, he failed to reg- register a single shot on goal during the game um, before being substituted off. And he only had 19 touches in 80 minutes, which is... No wonder he gets frustrated, though. Yeah. If you're a forward I mean, and you're used to seeing the ball all the time, I, you know, speak for yourself, in a in a 5v5 game, there's nothing worse than not touching the ball. You want to be involved in stuff. And when you make work, you make runs into boxes and you don't get touched on the ball, it, it's tough. And for 80 minutes and that many touches, you know. Yeah. It's going to make him mad. It's going to make him want to, to get on the ball again. And I, I think we've been seeing since the beginning of the season that he's been dropping down a lot more to try and start linking up in the Because it's the only way he's going to the only way the he's going to be able to get, get into or on, uh, on goal. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the two goals that were scored. Um, obviously, both lapses in judgment uh, for defense. The first one, uh, Pedro Santos was basically wide open at the back of oh, the completely. Net. Like When completely. you watch it back, it's so hard to see that no one turned their body to look on the back post, you know? One of right. the biggest things I was always taught as a goalkeeper was you got to tell your defenders to stand on a side angle so that they can um, see everything. You know, if you're stood facing that direction where the ball is, you can't see what's going on behind you. And I think that's what happened to some of our players. Escobar stepped too far forward, didn't check his back, and then Gressel was kind of marking space rather than tracking back with his man, lost his man, and, you know, you're not going to miss a, a cross like that. It was a right. good, it was a decent cross back. I know 
Brad committed, tried to come get it, couldn't get it. Maybe right. difficult conditions, the ball's a lot slipperier. You know, the ball is moving faster on wet turf yeah, at times see, to begin with. Yeah, you can with. see that, uh, obviously, with the gift that Jay tweeted out uh, right after the match um, when Gressel, I mean, not Gressel, uh, Goose is basically ringing out. That's a goalie gloves. life. Do you know how miserable, like, little side tangent, but oh my God, that is miserable. When it's cold on your gloves and they're seeping with water, imagine your fingers underneath like it's literally making me chills now remembering that because in england we have a lot of rain and you do just That's just a little bit but as a goalie england. we want we want uh damp gloves because right. it helps it's almost like a glue but when it's right. that wet it's going to bounce off everything but most importantly your fingers underneath are numb like you can't expect a goalie to hold anything in that because I was actually once told by a goalie coach to wear freaking latex gloves underneath my glove oh, never wow. did it because i think that would be miserable but shout out to both goalies because right. like jay said that was a lot of water in there, but imagine how much is still on their hands. So, yeah. miserable conditions. And then, and then to the second goal, uh, obviously Zardes is somebody you, you need to. Cover. I think you might have warned about him in the in the last Queens yeah, of the South. He did, maybe because he he he's found a, a recent form, obviously that he didn't have, um, you know, playing because he used to play for the LA Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's obviously it was a, a good move to come to Columbus, but he was somebody that you need to make sure that you defend and. Then the second goal they did, but here's the issue. You had four defenders mm-hmm. around him. Stood in a straight line. Yeah. Four defenders around him, and you still could not stop him from scoring. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's scary. You know, you understand the first goal where you leave someone wide open, but the fact is there were people trapped back. <gasps> oh, my God. The puppy. Sorry, this is uh, live uh, podcasting right now that my dog likes to just think that she can just come in wherever she wants. Um, um, we're all good. You might want to push your wine glass back. Uh, safety first. Feet going on. Um, but, yeah, no, keep going with what you were saying about Zardes not being blocked by the four defenders. Well, when you have bodies around, you expect them to do something, but they stood in a straight line, um, and he just really had an open finish again. Uh, some questions over Brad. I guess we can go into that a little yeah. bit. We've because talked before was, about his he footwork. Was cheating to one side, correct? Um, he was- well, what he didn't, you have to set before the shot's taken. You can't be, if your feet are moving while a shot is taken, how are you expected to react? Your feet right. are still moving in the one direction. You can't cut back. And I think that's what you saw with Brad. He was still moving across the goal to the left, expecting the shot to happen across him. Mm-hmm. He got wrong-footed with the shot back. Now, it's still a tough save to make, but I truly believe if his feet are set, if he stood still, you know, in a set position, as they call it in goalkeeping, he's able to drop down and make the save. Instead, he's wrong-footed and has to go with his feet and, as you saw, didn't get near the ball. Yeah. Um, a lot of people that know goalies have mentioned on Guzan's footwork before. It's a little iffy across the goal sometimes. I know he's getting on in age. Goalkeepers do last a lot longer than field players, but you've got to imagine the first thing to go is going to be your footwork right. because yeah. as you get older, you're not going to be as athletic. And I do begin to wonder, we've seen him get wrong-footed two or three times this season already. I remember the... Um, what was that? The soul, the soul goal, the oh, the yes, one that Jay that edited. The goal, uh, the, we just watched his soul leave his body. Was that against Philly? I can't. Whichever I can't goal it was, the soul leaving Guzan's body. Yeah. He was wrong-footed again. Yes. I defended him slightly, thinking that maybe he was blocked. But again, it's his footwork that's slowed him across the goal. Don't get me wrong, Guzan's a great goalkeeper, but in the battle of two goalkeepers, Stefan, hands is. down. Was the reason oh, Atlanta God. United win? Uh, Guzan, two, sh- three shots. 
Three, three shots, three one shots. save, two mm -hmm. goals conceded. Five shots on Stefan. Stefan, five big it. saves. Yes, big so saves. There were there were there were two specifically that I that I remember, and I I know that there were three that are just uh, justifiably also noticed. But like uh, for instance, the two that were just incredible saves by Stefan were the header by Grassel, where mm -hmm. it was literally blocked out by Stefan's left hand, made it a tremendous save. It's, it's incredible that he gets that ball with footwork. his footwork. Footwork. And then the second one is uh, when Barco coming directly in the uh, mm -hmm. the eight-year eight box and just sh shoots it. Mm -hmm. And incredible save also Reactions. With, uh -huh. with the right hand by Zach Steffen. And he's showing why he's moving to the EPL. And right. I think, you know, he's probably not going to walk into a starting position at Man City, but... He's going to create a challenge, and mm -hmm. it's an exciting time for the U.S. men's national team, too, to know they've got a goalkeeper of Zach Steffen's caliber. And like I say, I if if uh, Columbus didn't have Zach Steffen in that game, it would have been a very different game. Yeah. Because their they, backup keeper is what? The Orlando City goalie? It's Bendik. <laughs> it is Bendik, everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we brought that up because that's one of my favorite facts, that you're going literally from Zach Steffen to Joe Bendik. Uh, it will be quite interesting to see when that transition happens. And also for, for everybody listening, that that's going to be happening the next time we meet Columbus. We will not be facing Steffen with Columbus because he will be in, in the EPL. Praise. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Uh, let's really quickly, uh, last thing I sort of want to talk about with this is the, the penalty, and then I want to just talk about overall um, sort of stats and, fa uh, stats and facts. Stats and facts! Um, so the Zardes penalty uh, with Miles Robinson. I went back and rewatched this because when I saw it, I was like, Robinson, why, why? Obviously, the game is getting riskier at that point. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you risk it? Mm -hmm. Why would you go in like that? And I saw him body Zardes, obviously. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't see when I was sitting at the bar with with everyone there drinking is that Zardes actually got a hand, and when I mean a handful, I mean a on his chest, the chest of his jersey, his, the chest mm -hmm. of his jersey, and drug him down. Yep. And the fact that it wasn't it wasn't reviewed. Yeah. It was just straight penalty, no review. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I agree. I think you see that big tug and it is, I would say, a foul in the opposite direction. I think a lot of the times you see referees give in favor of defenders. Mm -hmm. I would say kind of goalkeepers and defenders usually get the benefit of the doubt in those decisions. So I was a little bit shocked at first. But I guess it has to be clear and obvious is the letter of the law and maybe Do you think for them, that the weather played into it because it was already a dangerous surface to begin with? He shouldn't be bodying... Uh, a striker like that? Yes and no. If I think that was the reason they're making that call, it's dangerous to be grabbing someone around the neck of the jersey. So I don't know if it's a safety first thing. I just think those referees and lines people and probably the VR person wanted to get out of there too. <laughs> they yeah, probably weren't trying a, to spend any more time looking stopped. at the decision. It, the game should have been stopped. And that's something that, like we we said before, and it's just something that needs to be repeated. It shouldn't have gone on like that. The field quality was p terrible. And it was and a disrespect to MLS soccer. It made it look like a joke as far as I'm concerned. I think if anyone was watching that game was like, what the hell is happening? You right. don't see games like that going on. They get called off. Right. They, it, they do. it doesn't they happen. Off. They get postponed. They get replayed. It's not okay to play in that condition. And, and the weather the weather for Columbus the next day was clear. And the other thing is, 
I think it looked bad on the referees because they, they bailed to peer pressure. Yeah. They bailed to peer pressure of the coaches. They, they could not take the responsibility of making the choice to call off the game. And that's the reason they have VAR is to empower the referees. Mm-hmm. So shouldn't the referees be empowered in decisions such as making a call to call the game off? I remember the coach, I could hear it on the screen. This isn't the NCAA. No, it's not. But the player's safety and the quality of the game still matters. The referee listened. The referee did not take... Like, he literally took... Columbus's nerve was like, oh, I better not call it off. And that, to me, made the referees look weak. Right. And you, and you, had, you had everyone on, on Atlanta's side saying, we, we need to call this call. We don't want to continue playing this game on this turf, on the, you know, in mm-hmm. these conditions. Um, so uh, some other notes for this match. And I'm going to say this in regards to the pitch. I think in, uh, in light of es- us learning about Escobar's abductor strain, I don't think that necessarily entirely had to do with the pitch. I think it also had to do with him maybe just getting as many minutes as he did so quickly and has mm-hmm. sort of rushing him back to the starting 11. Um, but I think the pitch didn't help. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, I think one of the biggest things to take away from this, though, and one of the things that sort of really solidified why you maybe shouldn't want to be playing on this pitch is in the 27th minute of this game... Harrison Awful with Columbus uh, collided with one of his own players, Jonathan Mensa, and broke his jaw. That's gross. <laughs> Will Trapp uh, uh, from Columbus said that he basically heard a crack, and he assumed that it was the ball hitting a wet Which, jersey. That is the weirdest comparison That's- of noises ever. I don't think a jaw cracking sounds well, like he a said jersey. It, he said it could have possibly been that, but he thought if anything, the worst thing it could have been is he broke his nose, which, uh-huh. you know, is necessarily not awful. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stop playing no. or you have to be out for a couple of weeks. But jaw, oh, oh, and the flag went down. At least it didn't go on your head. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this makeshift studio is showing its work and Kelly's artwork. If you're watching, if we get to see it on the video, you will you get do. a beautiful image of Kelly's artwork because she is an art collector, ladies I and am, gentlemen. I do. I keep my entire house basically like a gallery. Uh, it's but broken jaws. But broken jaws. So Harrison Apple broke his jaw. He, uh, at when they called off the um, weather stoppage, um, when they had the weather delay, they literally rushed him to the hospital where he stayed for a couple days. Uh, but his uh, his predicament basically is that he's going to be out for four to six weeks. Just makes me cringe the broken jaw thing. Like his, his, has to we be like to talk, shut. we like his, to talk, and we have yeah. big mouths. I don't think it would work for his us. His mouth has to be wired shut, and that it's going to be he's going to be out for about four to six weeks, and then he's going to have a couple weeks after that to get back to fitness. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be out for a long time. Lord have mercy if we ever break our jaws. I don't want to do that. I'm going to knock on wood now. Jeez. Never would I want that to happen. How am I supposed to drink my wine? Through a straw? I would drink it through a through straw. Through your nose? I would make it happen. Oh, can you do that? I don't know. That's gross. That would have a weird taste to it. What what vintage is this? It doesn't matter. It's going wine through my nose. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And the wow. flag is completely gone. Oh, it, yeah. Who needed Atlanta United anyway? anyway? We're wearing jerseys. That, that's very much like our season. <laughs> <laughs> it started looking so it bright. So nice, it just <laughs> fell. Oh my gosh. And now oh, it's wow. in the trash can. Now it is in the trash can. So yeah, th- that was basically the sum of that game. Uh, unfortunately, like now, kind of, in a way, 
makes the New England game a must win. I mean, we're bottom of the table. We are, which I will say, I, we were getting prepared doing this today, and I had you finishing up a little bit of the notes that, that we had done, and I asked you to pull the the record for New England or who they just won against, and she goes, oh, let me just go to the table here. Oh, we're bottom of the table, easy to find. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. That it just hits you because obviously the MLS standings for this week came out on Monday. And e- what was Monday? April Fools. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> that's a good one, MLS. And then you realize it's not a joke. This is my reality. This is our reality. <laughs> but it's, it's, look, it's early. This hap- it's, it's early. Okay. It happens. The team's going through this. We are, we are going through a huge transition. Um, I didn't think it would be as big of a transition as it is being, but it takes time. It takes patience. I'm saying this as I'm trying to convince myself of this at the same time. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes giving trust where you maybe not want to fully give trust, but uh, I'll, I'll make judgments after the next two games is my, is my take on it. New England to me is a must win. We need to go in there. And if, if we don't win that game, we need to, oh, a very hard-fought battle for that game. Mm-hmm. No silly errors on defense. Uh, uh, plenty of goal-scoring opportunities from the offense. Uh, I want that to be a hard-fought battle. If we don't win it, it needs to be a game where we show who we used to be. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I think it's a really important game because you're playing against a team with a similarly poor record. You mm-hmm. know, New England are 1-3-1. and one. Their only win against Minnesota, who are doing a lot better they are, at the they're moment. They're doing really well this but year. It was a 2-1 right. win, so a narrow win. They also but all their to- results have been very close. And you can go and list off their scores if you want, but they've all been close, which means they're in a game. So it doesn't mean this in by any means will be a walkover. No, no game won't. for us will be a walkover this season, realistically. No. Uh, they're going to be battles, and I just think we need to go out with the right attitude. We do have a week off. Hopefully that will work in our favor, the bye right. week. They're playing Columbus this Saturday. That's a tough game to get ready for, yeah. as we, we saw last week. Yeah. So I think we'll have more of an idea of the New England team we'll be facing after Columbus. And mm-hmm. I'll be interested to watch that game this Saturday and see the sort of opposition we're facing. Yeah, and I mean, this is where you sort of really have to set into your idea that Frank is getting two weeks, two full weeks with the guys. Nobody's off on international duty. We have some injury. Uh, I, I believe Pogba's back. Uh, they tweeted it, that out yesterday. I believe that Pogba is back. He is no longer injured. He is retraining with. He's back training with the team. I know Pizzi Martinez is uh, training uh, individually with a trainer right now to try to get back up to fitness. Uh, so you've got you've got two weeks with your team to set into them the ideas and the way you want this team to be. And if we can. Come out of these these two weeks mm-hmm. looking sharper, not falling asleep on the ball, creating, uh, obviously, goal-scoring opportunities, creating that quick of pa- quickness of pace. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a little bit of urgency. this game. Yeah, I think we urgency. need more urgency. We saw a little bit in this game, and I'd like, I'd like to draw that out a little bit more. So it'll be really interesting. And what's also cool is if they want to do the research, they have an opportunity to do research this weekend. They're playing. Mm-hmm. They can watch that. Then they've got a whole week to see what they do against Columbus and see, you know, 
these are the strengths, these are the weaknesses of New mm. England, and this is what how we need to play based on this team. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Yes, we need to focus on our game first and foremost, but of course you've got to scout out the opposition and see how they play. And it'll be interesting that they're playing the team that we just played. Yeah. Because that's kind of like a better comparison. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Now, uh, moving on to the women's world of soccer. And thank you for reminding me that I need to drink more wine. I'm getting drenched. Uh, drenched. I just said drenched. I'm getting drenched, not parched. It's not a thing. It's a new, it's a new form of slang. I'm getting drenched, everyone. So um, women's... I know you're rolling your eyes at me, but it makes perfect sense in my mind. Uh, there are two big announcements in the way of women's soccer. Yes, I want you to lead those in because uh, I, I didn't have the chance to, to hop on the news train uh, as quickly as you got it and you sort of texted me like, oh, I was just so excited. I know, and I, I, mean, and I was stuck in the world of, of spreadsheets. So please lead us in. Well, it's an awesome day of financial investment in the women's game, which is always an exciting day. As you know, there's been a lot of discussion from the women's team there has, yes. about the fact that the men's and women's teams are not paid the same for the mm -hmm. World Cup. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's a very substantial difference. It's, 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 uh, ast it's astronomical. Astronomical. Astrology. Um, I did say gastronomical once when we were doing a podcast. Astronomy? Oh, oh you said the yes, word. I, I thought did. <laughs> Jay will remember I said gastronomical instead of astronomical. That sounds like you have really bad wind. Oh, yeah, it did. And I got, I got. You have a stomach off. issue? You have a. I did. I got. A gastro band? Gassy. With all of my drenching of myself. Um, this is turning out really well. Let's go back to women. Yeah, so basically a company, which was actually one of USA's sponsors, Luna Bar, I guess it's like a granola bar of sorts. Whatever it is, I need to invest in more of them. Bar. Yes. I should be buying those. We because, need to be buying multi-packs now. Because I'm very impressed with what they've done. They basically stepped up to the mark and they're going to pay the $31,250 difference. Mm -hmm. Hit that. $31,250 is the difference that women that make it onto the World Cup roster are paid compared to their male Correct. companions. Yep. When there and wasn't even a male World Cup. Didn't even have a roster. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. So basically, they still would have been paid $31,000 more <laughs> if they had made it. That's true. That's so true. basically, Luna are going to invest $718,750 into the women's game. And therefore, the women are going to receive the equal amounts for getting selected to the World Cup squad. Right. Fan, fantastic. A yep. couple of words that they said, just a tweet from Luna Bar. We love those badass ladies who stand up for what they deserve. It's simply because they deserve it, as do all women, whether they're crushing it at work or playing soccer. And they basically talk about how these women are advocates, they're mentors and role models, so of course they should be paid the same as yeah. the men. Because if the women that you look up to aren't, how is a girl going to believe that everyone should be paid that? Yeah, it's great. It really is great. But exactly. it, it still goes back to this fact that a, a, corporate, a corporation should not have to swing in and save the day for U.S. women's soccer. And this is honestly shame on U.S. soccer because when you think about it, when you go to the actual numbers, when you look at producing a, uh, a commercial, just a commercial that you run, just the production of the commercial, not even advertising, a commercial can sometimes cost up to a million dollars to make. Think about the Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> You're sitting there, you you have this money. Why are we not paying? And then you get to this fight, which we've had many discussions about on advertising and, and revenue. And it's just, 
you're you're not standing on solid ground when you're making the the claims that you're making and you need to step up to the game and you shouldn't have Lunabar stepping up for you. And what my concern is now is US soccer feels like someone's gone off and done it. So, okay, never Why mind. We, have to do we don't have to do it. it. The corporate's going to step in. And yes, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic by Lunabar. But shame on US soccer, really, for not stepping in and making the difference. It's okay. Yes, it's a lot of money for you and I, but it's just over $700,000. What is that to US soccer? To, to a corporation, it's yeah. not that much. To Let US it, soccer, it's really not that much. So, you know, we let's try and look at it as a positive because it's really great that, you know, those superstars on the women's national team are getting the money they deserve. But we have to take it with a pinch of salt because at the end of the day, you know, US soccer. And who, who knows what's going to happen next? World Cup cycle. I mean, who knows what's going to happen um, at the end of the World Cup. It's just, it's it's a day-by-day -day basis. It's a fight that's going to go on day-by-day. Day. But at it's, least people are fighting. Yeah, at least it's people are fighting. At least it's getting uh, acknowledgement for uh, the validity of its fight. And more and more at people least, are backing it. Yeah, now. at mm -hmm. least it's, people are not being like, they, they're... they're who are these women? <laughs> they're just money. Like, that... I mean, there are those people that say they're just money-hungry and mm -hmm. they're just... Well, they should be in the kitchen. And they should just... Let's, okay, we're going to, uh, before we get into that. Before Kelly slapped me, <laughs> imagining that was my claim, she's just going to hit me. Jessica, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Women should not be in the kitchen. Have you seen me cook? <laughs> you really, I, you don't Your dad is a good cook. My dad's an amazing cook. I like My dad should be in the kitchen. Oh, wait. He should stay there. I like your dad's hoagies. <laughs> he should, well, my dad makes great hoagies. And that's, that sounds weird, but like, my dad makes amazing food. And he always has made amazing food, and I, I love my mom. But like, I'm like, sorry, mom. Dad, can can you cook? But tomorrow? across my side of the pond, there was also some fantastic financial news. So it was a double win for me today. Boots, which I guess the closest comparison I can come up with is like CVS or Walgreens boots. Yeah, because I didn't know what boots was. Yeah, it's a it's a pharmacy, but it has like a high level of cosmetics and oh. health products. They basically come in and said they're going to sponsor all of the UK female international teams, plus the Republic of Ireland, which was a little bit weird for me because Ireland is its own country. It's not part of the UK. You know, the UK is England, Wales, Scotland. Okay, but think of it this way, though. Does Boots have a lot of Yeah, they have more over there. In, okay. But it's just kind of weird because a lot of articles I've read have said they're sponsoring all five of the UK's teams and they include the Republic of Ireland in that. And it's like, whoa. Whoa, it's not part of the UK. Uh, the Republic of Ireland is a separate country and there's been a lot of trouble over that. So be careful with your wording. But basically, they have given a multi-million pound deal for three years. So it's going to include the World Cup and Euro 2021, which is in England. So I'm definitely going home for that 100%. Yeah, this is... This is the second big deal that's happened in, in England, right? Because you also had the Barclays sponsorship, which is with the Women's Super League, which we talked about last mm -hmm. week, which is uh, over 10 million pounds. Yep. And what's so cool and what the biggest thing is, is it's showing that these big companies truly see the value in the women's game. You know, you don't give sums of money, like multi-million dollars, out of the goodness of your heart. You know, you might throw $500 here. Oh, here's a charity I like. But when you're talking $10 million. Oh, be so lovely if we be like, meh, here's $10 million. <laughs> One day. <laughs> Go spend it. One day when we win spend the lottery. It <laughs> no, I, I mean, in, in regards to a side note and side side conversation, I've often thought about, like, what would happen if I won the lottery. But, like, also I, I freak out with a lot of money, the thought of a lot of money. So I'm like, look, I just want this much, which is, like, a million, and I'll be, like, set. Like, let me just have that and I'll be set. But yes, no, that's, it's an, it's an incredible thing for a corporation, for these businesses 
to, to show that they invest in women's soccer and to show that they are encouraging of the women's uh, production But of most importantly, they see a return of investment. Correct. You don't give that money unless you think you're getting something back out of it. So that's exciting. And like I said, it's the first standalone deal. So basically, in the past, any big money thing with women's soccer in England has involved a men's team. It's right. been like, oh, I'll throw $1,000 at Liverpool women as long as I get to throw a million dollars at Liverpool men. Right. For the first time, they're seeing that this is a women's team. I want to sponsor the women only because I think it's important and I think I can get money out of women's soccer. So women's soccer is standing on its own two feet and it don't need no man. <laughs> so glad we have a video camera right here to record that. <laughs> if that makes a gift, I'm gonna be so upset. I just, it felt good at the time and then I was like, oh my God, there is a camera on me. I thought I was free. <laughs> Lord. I don't know what song the that was. That wasn't really a real. song. Was, what's the song? Um, um, well, there's. I'll be watching you. Sting. Right? Is that sting? every step you, you make? I think it might be the police, but I'll Sting is part of it. My yeah, then, my mom would know the answer to that one. And then one. there's the there's the one that your eyes are the eyes are always watching. Like they did, it, they made it like a Geico commercial about it. I have no idea what you're talking okay, about. Well, you're looking I'm, at Jay for like references, and Jay's like, shut whoever, up, whoever Kelly. Listens, <laughs> yeah. Whoever listens to this, tell me which song I'm thinking about because like literally the moment I I end this, I'm gonna be like, ah. Oh! It was that song. I knew it. I should have said it during the time so I didn't sound like an idiot right now. Uh, what do you mean? You're not an idiot. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, just, I just sometimes say gibberish. Um, things like drenching myself. Was it drenching myself? You're drenched. I was drenched. I was parched. <laughs> I was drenched. Uh, so we're about almost done here. We're just going to sort of uh, pull out some last facts, details, important dates to remember. We have a bye week this week. Uh, there's not really a lot going on as far as uh, events and like go-tos for Atlanta United, but do remember that uh, the following week, next weekend, at 4.13, which is a Saturday, I believe. I'll have to get the camera It is. Out. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we'll be playing against New England. It will be the game that we discussed about possibly being a need-to-win game. And then after that, we are back at home. Whoop, whoop. It's the first time in basically a month since we've been at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So and the will, Gulch. And the Gulch, the most important place of all. Honestly, right now, it's the happy place. It is the happy place because <laughs> you go and you get happy and then you go to the games and you get somewhat frustrated. It's like and you're... you walk back out, you go back to the Gulch and you get happy again. It's like there's all this hope building building Aww. building as you're in the gulch and you're so happy and you're like i'm winning soccer tennis games yeah. Atlanta united's gonna win and then poof, disappointment <laughs> well let's hope it doesn't happen when we return to mbs uh it will almost feel like a homecoming it will feel like sort of the first game and you americans and your homecoming <laughs> that's slightly offensive i feel offended <laughs> I feel offended by you, you British person. Oh, you snowflake. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Wait, wait, wow. We're just kidding. It's Look, so loud. Do not, you know what? I am pale, okay? <laughs> Calling me a snowflake is just rude. Rude. Ugh. And then coming up after that is the Nations Cup. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah. Uh, I'm I mean, sure I we, we we've mentioned it a lot, yeah. but it's one of the major fundraisers for Soccer in the Streets, one of the four major adult fundraisers, April 28th, Grady High School. Still a few spots if you're interested in coming out and playing. You can find the link on my Twitter profile. And basically, all the money you raise is going to go to the kids. Mm -hmm. uh, free soccer programs across the city. Basically, just trying to make sure everyone has access to the game, no matter what their background is. Also, if a if a business pays, what what is it? Two? Anything from two fifty to five hundred dollars will get you on a jersey yep. of your choice. If you give the five hundred, you'll get on every single jersey. Right now, the Colombian jersey is looking. Like one of the Mexican League jerseys, we may have to print. <laughs> we may have to print some shorts and have like DNC gutters written across our booty. Oh, wow! DNC gutters. It's for the kids. Across the butt. <laughs> that is Sebastian's company. <laughs> wow, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have no more iTunes reviews, but I feel like we might have some after this. Uh, if you'd like to leave us an iTunes review, uh, once we get up to 100 and we're pretty darn close, I think we're maybe less than 20 off from mm -hmm, getting definitely. up to 100. So once we get up to that 100, we'll have uh, some cool giveaways. Just make sure to leave a review. It doesn't have to be comprehensive or long or or detailed or thought through. Hopefully nice. <laughs> I, I mean, hopefully it's nice. Hopefully it's nothing, some slang against gutters on the butt. But we would love to hear from you, love to hear your feedback. Just say, hey, liked it, or it was all right. Or it was cool. Gutters on the butt was nice. You know, <laughs> maybe I got some bookings. I think I've done some good marketing. Yeah, actually, this is a lot of. If good you marketing. need your gutters fixed, DNC Gutters is the place to go. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be so proud of you after this. <laughs> Uh, but that's basically it, everyone. I hope you loved this Queens of the South episode. You can find Jessica at at Jessica ATL UTV. And you can find Jay Riddle, who is the guy behind the camera, at J underscore underscore Riddle. I learned it. Ah, it's because he gave me some Twitter hate this weekend, honestly. So I had to type it angrily, like, "Come on, Jay, agree with me, gosh darn it!" But honestly, it's hard to disagree with Jay sometimes. It is. It is. I, I find a lot of the times when I Twitter battle Jay, I just end up, I lose. I just end up I wave my white flag, and he just he puts up such great points, and I I come I want to like come back and fight with him, but I'm like, you know what, Jay? I'm just gonna be Switzerland. Honestly, would you? We're gonna be neutrals. <laughs> neutrals with great hair and good skin. <laughs> Sponsored by. So, exactly. Dancing Gutters. <laughs> wow. You can find me at the Kelly Francis on all the social medias, and you can find all of us once again on all the social media platforms at Unrel ATL. That's U N R E L ATL. Find us, check us out, watch our videos, watch Jay's hype videos that he's incredibly good at making, watch us be silly and ridiculous. Uh, but knowledgeable. But knowledgeable and smart and uh, drenched with wine um, and all the good stuff. Uh, we are probably going to do Queens of the South episodes maybe bi-weekly. Check us out. You should be hearing a Unreal official episode next week going in to a match against New England. Thank you for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. Comment, share, like, whatever you want. We love you. Yes, ma'am. All the love. Peace out, folks.